0: I think we all can agree that life is hard, and it hits us in the roughest of ways, but somehow we keep getting up and moving forward. How do we do that? Have you ever lost a loved one or got diagnosed with something so gnarly, got your heart broken, just had so many rough things happen? How do we get up? How do we look for the light at the end of the tunnel? Well, you know what? We're going to find out together. We're going to go looking for it. This podcast, In Search of Hope, with me, Ugo, we'll be together on this journey. And if all else fails, we'll have each other. In Search of Hope podcast. Let's do it. Yo, what up, homies? Yo, it's Saturday. It's about 9.51. I just got in from seeing CJ. want went to go visit her. Um, it was good to see her. After uh, just a long week at the hospital, you know, with the COVID situation, we're hitting, we're in these peak weeks. You know, thankfully it's it's coming earlier than, than originally projected, but man, the effects of it was rough. Um, so it was good to see my lady. And, you know, what I decided, I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna put on real clothes when I go see her because, you know. I'm I'm becoming an expert in sweats and normally when I go see, I'm in athleisure anyway. But I was like, you know what? I'm finna wear these pants I got from Target. Shouts out to Goodfellow. It like these chinos that are like stretch. Bruh, I love these joints. This is not even a plug. I'm just saying how great they are. It's so comfortable. I put those on. I put on some white and green Stan Smith Adidas, man. The all-black hoodie. I put on a leather jacket. I was even thinking about putting on a gold watch. And you and you're probably thinking, yo, where were, where were you guys about to go? Everything shut down. We was gonna watch 90-day fiance at the spot. That's it, man. But I was like, you know what? Man, she's a great, she's a great, she's a great woman. I'm gonna give her different looks. So I got to think about what's the next fit I'm going to wear when I see her. I mean, because we got to wear our clothes somewhere, right? We ain't wearing them nowhere. Shoot. Uh, But it's a quick check-in, right? This this (laughs) you know when the COVID pandemic started picking up steam it's kind of like You know, I liken it to, you know, a lot of those, I I listen to a lot of war podcasts, specifically Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, and you just hear about people, you know, like before going into a battle, right, or a war that they think is going to be quick. You know, they're going off, looking all, you know, just shiny, looking all enthusiastic. You know, equipment is... Top of the line, everything's clean. Like I'ma be, I'm, B, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna come back real quick. You know, and then fast forward, you know, a couple years or a couple months in, it's like, oh, this is oh, well, this is gritty, you know, and obviously I'm not trying to compare the current situation to something like World War II, World War I. Um, but it is a, it is a battle. It is a battle. Some people say it's a war. Man, yeah, you know, I'm not trying to get hung up on those words, but I just found my, I just see the way I was in the beginning versus the way I am now, as far as wear and tear, bro. Oh man, when it first started, I remember this dude hit me up, was like, yo, this, this dude I went to college with, he was like, you know, he hit me up and was like, yo, let me know what your Venmo or your cash app is. You know, he wants to you know buy me lunch. And I was like, I, and I honestly thought, you know, Nurses, we we haven't stopped getting paychecks because we're still working. There's so many people who have not gotten paychecks or recently got laid off. You know, so I was like, you know, buy them a meal. You know, like, and I said it with love, like, I appreciate, I really do. But you know, look for somebody who's who doesn't who's in a bad situation, and and I that'll be real love shown to me. And at the, and at the time, I meant it, I really did. And now. But now, bro, I'm like, yo, I'm hungry. Somebody send me a meal, bro. It's just different now. All that other stuff is done, man. Like, I find myself being so much more irritable, man. So much more irritable when I'm like on the phone with patients or trying to, you know, troubleshoot some situations. And it's obviously you don't want to be like that, but... Like you're human. Nurses are human. Healthcare workers are human. Well, people are human, like duh, but you forget that. Well, I forget it because you know, I'm supposed to be helping and I am helping. But sometimes like bro, you know, it's it's weird when you realize you are the problem in this interaction. It's like, dang, I'm the one with the attitude. (laughs) <laughs> it's not, it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting to see, man. And I know a lot of nurses have, um, and I'm just speaking specifically as a healthcare provider. You know, I'm sure a lot of these things I say will be, um, this is universal, but I'm speaking specifically. Um, also I, I should say, I also stayed in the outfit I was wearing when I went to go see CJ, because I feel like if I look better, I'll pod better. You know what I'm saying? I want you guys to be able to feel my outfit through the <laughs> through these audio waves. Anyway, you know, I'm finding out that I'm my anxiety um, for everything that's happening, it like it started manifesting in kind of like I don't say slick ways, but it kind of like crept up on me. You know, um, I should have I should have noticed by the irritability, but I was like, okay, all right. Sometimes people say things that just, you know, like sometimes people just say some real weird things when you're trying to save their life and and keep them away from trouble. But okay, Um, but that's not new. And I'm used to that. Then I started seeing myself binge eating, man. It was just legit eating my emotions like. I could, you know. Do you know what I'm saying? Where you're just like eating, you know, eating the fast food or whatever, but it's just never enough. I know some other people have different things they, they gravitate towards. I'll get like takeout, right? And the other day I was just like slamming back some greasy burgers, right? And then as I'm sitting there, well, after I was done, right after I was done, these words came out of my mouth kind of just like, subconscious you know when your subconscious says okay i gotta say something and i'm sitting there and i say i am killing myself and i was like whoa i mean because talk about a mood killer after you just finished you know shake shack and it's like yo and you just sitting there because a lot of times we go through life we don't really see ourselves and we have an idea of how we think we should look or how we are. And then in a moment you kind of hop out of that and you have, excuse me, you have just a clear view of yourself. And it's like, well, that's not pretty. Well, that's not thats not what I wanted for myself. Well, that's not who I wanted to be. And what's even trippier, you're seeing, you know, COVID is hitting uh, minority communities like the African-American community, also the Hispanic community. They're hitting them harder in certain regions because they're also it's in certain regions harder because these regions have other socioeconomical issues that also are related with health. So when you have the other pre-existing conditions, diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, all these other things. COVID is just, it's, it's rocking you harder. And I'm sitting there thinking as I'm doing these things, man, I have been fortunate to feel good within these last couple of months. Cause I know what it's like to not have good health. I have pre-existing conditions already. Like I'm not exempt from being in the danger zone. You know, <laughs> I'm a black man in America. I am in the dangerous zone. I am the dangerous. Well no, I'm not the... you know what I'm saying. I am in. I'm Tom Cruise. And my brother's goose. <laughs> Yo. Uh but I just, you know, man, I I thought, man, I'm killing myself. I am. And but then I also the other, you know, and here's the here's the, the tricky balance, right? There's a pandemic going on where like people you know are losing people and people you know are dying. And then uh, last week we lost three of our patients from one doctor, we lost three of our patients. And I was like, bro, like this sucks. Like it sucks bad. And you know, a coworker lost both her parents to COVID. It's hard to sleep with that on your mind. And for me, I saw that manifesting this week. I just wasn't sleeping well. The binge eating is happening. And these things are understandable given the circumstances, But then I'm, I then get hard on myself and say, you know, you're a this, you're a that. I start beating myself up, but who's that helping? Right now, my main concern is really surviving. Not just surviving, but trying to do, trying to thrive within the conditions in which I'm in. Because I can't be on a retreat survival mode where I still got to go out to the hospital four times a week. I still got to put myself out there. I'm still putting myself at risk. I still have to, you know... Uh, be there for the patients that need some assistance. I need to be there for patients who are potentially going to put themselves in bad situations where I got to say, you hold on. You do not need to do X, Y, Z because X, Y, Z is going to put you in a place where you will likely be on a ventilator. Like that's real. Like we talking about the, the, the interactions I'm having with patients are life and death. That's what me and my, you know, and that's what, I mean, and that's just what it is. That's kind of always what it's been for nurses. It's always been the game. But now everything's so heightened. That's, that's just what, well, I should say I work in a multiple myeloma department, which is a, a hemolo- uh, it's a heme, it's, it's a blood cancer and uh, it's incurable, but you can treat it and the survival, well, you can live a, a much longer time than you could have before. But it also puts them at high risk for infections. And, you know, when we heard about COVID really starting to, you know, kick up and buzz, we knew, like, this is going to be really, really bad for our patients and for us. This is going to be bad for us. Um, And you know that. But then when you start seeing it, it's like it's one thing to know something. And it's another thing to start experiencing it. And it's like, oh, this is this. Is awful. So. With everything kind of on the line. When you're trying to engage with patients. I can't be on a just survival mode. Because if I'm on survival mode. I'm just doing whatever. That's like power saver mode. You know. I need to be better than power saver mode. I need to be functioning. And maybe also I'm putting myself. You know. Maybe put more pressure on myself. Um, But here's the rub. Things are just going to be hard. Things are just going to be tough because they're also floating people from our unit to other places because in these kinds of situations, you have to redistribute your needs. But cancer doesn't stop because COVID is here. Just like everything else. I remember one doctor said... uh, He said, uh, cancer doesn't absolve you for any other sickness. So like you may think you're having bone pain and you think, well, it's my, it's my cancer. It's like, no, it's arthritis. It's like, you know, because you, yes, you have cancer, but you can still have arthritis. And so with COVID it's like, yeah, COVID is here, but can't cancer and all these other things are still there. So people still have to man these units. But then you're just working with a lower um lower it's a lower threshold, lower uh my brain is fried. But just working with a lower amount of people. But the work still needs to get done. And there's really no choice. It just has to, you know, it has to be what it is. So maybe I I I won't be, you know. What the Nike running app has taught me is that when it comes to running distance runs, pacing is everything. And I've learned that throughout my workouts, pacing is everything. Man, I learned that in my dating relationship with CJ, that pacing is everything, you know. And in this situation, it's no different. Pacing. Understand I'm in it for, I'll be in this situation for God knows how long. You know, people talk about you know waiting for things to go back to normal. What is normal? You know, I know people throw around the term "new normal," but yeah, uh, kind of. You kind of understand that things change in life, right? Things change, and I'm, and and I'm waiting to see what the, what this new change will be. But in the meantime, I still have to be able to run this race at a pace that's doable for me. Where I'm able to get things done. But also not burn through my emotions. Not burn through my physical. Because once you start burning through your the mental, the emotional. You open yourself up for being sick. And that's something that I I'm really guarding against. I'm not trying to put too much pressure on myself to say I need to do this or do that. But I do have a standard in which I... I hold myself to. Man, I'm Nigerian, baby. I'm the son of Anthony Oyekoluessa. Come on, it's like I got a standard. You know who my mom is? Do you know what family I come from? That's the Ebo on me. <laughs> my mom's side, my dad's side. You been? My dad ain't named me Ugoesa for nothing. <laughs> Oh man, but, uh, what I've been doing to really try to build myself up, um, is, uh, I've been doing the, uh, I've been meditating. I've been trying it out. Um, I think I saw that the Headspace app was, you know, they've had some free things open up. So I just, you know, plugged into that. Um obviously sleeping more if you can get it on the days I can get it I'm taking it I'm sleeping um I've been working out obviously you know that's something I really try to do consistently but now you know shout out to the Nike app for being having the premium uh premium workouts are free during covid uh hands down one of the top 5 best apps I've I have on my phone and I can invest in literally amazing and when this is all said and done i'm going to pay for the nike premium because the nike training app because it's just uh it's so helpful i feel like physically and spiritually and mentally you know so i'm going back to this beginner workout like beginner programs like let's build it up let's build it up let's build me up from jump you know, um, my standard of being in shape, I'm in out of shape. Fine, I'll say it. I'll admit it. I'll own it. I'm out of shape. Good. Send me to the back. Let me go to the beginner. And that's fine. Because I get to build again on the things I may have missed out on. Like, I used to think it's all about doing push-ups or sit-ups or lifting weights and getting bigger or whatever. Bro, that's hardly it. That's hardly it. You know, like, overall fitness and wellness is so much more than walking around with big shoulders. It's about the fine shoulders. (laughs) Man, you know, I'm enjoying uh, working out with light weights. You know, my back was hurting again, but I'm I'm able to still get out there if, if, you know what? If I can't move the weights at that moment, then I'll do it without weights. I'll take what I can get. Um, Been doing the yoga. You've been doing the mobility. Just... Enjoying the fact that I can work out and I can release the stress in that kind of way. Um, so mind, meditation, body, the workouts, and then also now trying to adjust what I what I'm now eating. Right? Um, not not in a hard way. Just a simple goal to one you know once a day. How can I add a nutrient and subtract the sugar? That's it. Simple. A simple goal. And to get through that 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 uh, the month of his workout program, that's my simple goal. And uh, see if it can help me, re, you know, re, re, rejuvenate me for this long haul against COVID. I don't know how long we're gonna be in it, but I I know I need to get my mind right. I know I need to get physically right. And I'm grateful for that, man, because it's. I've always said, man, appreciate the, the opportunity you get to just move around or do whatever. Cause you, I obviously like, like you don't know what's gonna happen. And um I, we had this online church service the other week, and this brother, um, he was talking about um shout out to my guy James Warren, he's a Minnesota in Harlem, and He was like overhearing this conversation somebody was having where they talked about, you know, how Corona created such uncertainty in the world. And the person that said it was talking to a rabbi and the rabbi said, no, it what it actually did was just it removed the illusion of certainty. It's like we think we know what's going to happen. We think... You know we know what we have planned in life if we don't we don't man I love that 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 Muslim saying like uh, it was, I think it's like inshallah and it's like you know like if you say oh I'll see you tomorrow inshallah you know and it's got, it just means uh also I learned that from Moya and will uh Levert shouts out to my guys um and it just means you know if God wills it, if God wills it you don't know you don't know. And that kind of brings me to uh like uh this I was listening to this um yeah, you know, my brain is so fried <laughs> on the weekends my brain is nothing. Um but it was this uh this doctor who helped people die, which I I can't believe I'm spacing on it. Palliative care, yes. Yes, 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 yes. BJ Williams, yes. Um Awesome palliative care doctor. Awesome. Uh, Triple amputee guy. His story is nuts. If you're dying, you want someone who has suffered to help you through because that person really connects with you. And I remember watching his documentary and he was talking to this lady who was, uh, she was was dying and she was afraid because of the uncertainty. And it was the uncertainty that made her afraid. And I remember him saying how you know, if she can imagine uncertainty as a ball and and kind of holding it and holding that mystery and turning it around and playing with it in her hands. And you get a little more comfortable with that mystery or get trying to get a little more uncomfortable or not knowing. You kind of start trying to let go of this responsibility to know this and know that. And it was just an interesting concept, man. I thought. I mean, obviously it's easier said than done, and you know, I'm not saying that's what I'm gonna do when if I get to the end of life, you know, I <laughs> I reserve all the right to freak out. <laughs> um but um uncertainty. What does that mean to you? Is uncertainty frightening? Is uncertainty I mean, like, does it does it release you from pressure, or what does uncertainty mean to you? Yo, hit me up, send me a message on IG at Mr. Ugo Eze. Let me know what uncertainty means. And I wonder if we can maybe relook at uncertainty, relook at look again at uncertainty, and look at it from different angles. What does it mean to us? See, so for, for, for me, well, you know what? Ah. Let me stop it there. Let's, let's examine the idea of uncertainty. What do we put our trust in? It's interesting. Huh. These are uncertain times. And there are dark times. But I do know that there's another side to it. Hmm. Let's look at that. But in the meantime, before we get together again, I really want you to uh, wash your hands. (laughs) Don't touch your face if you can help it. Get that social distance on, man. We're, you know The curve is flattening. The flattening, you know, give yourself a pat on the back. Shouts out to you if you've been adhering to these guidelines. It's, it's because of you that, you know, less people are getting infected, man. That's major. It's because of you that someone isn't going to lose a loved one because you adhered to those guidelines. Major props to you keep it up man do what you gotta do to uh to endure find your routine i'm not saying you gotta be a rock star. i'm not like i'm not saying you gotta be product productive i'm not saying you gotta start a new business i'm saying just do what you gotta do to do more than survive i want you to do more than survive because i don't want you to be on a retreat i don't want you to be on a retreat I want you to be on the offensive if you can. Yeah, you can be on the offensive in this joint. How do you do that? Only you can figure that out for your life, man. But I believe in you. Please stay safe. Um, And I'll see you on the other side of this. Inshallah. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Don't get at me. Peace, wash your hands, you filthy animals.